you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I am here again with a new podcast now that we're past 100 in the number of podcasts that I've done. Very exciting. I saw an article just the other day that had a really good roundup summary about probiotics. And it made me think that, well, maybe that would be a good subject for my next podcast. So here it is. The information in that article gave a really good overview of what we need to know when we're choosing and taking probiotics. And this is good for you to know, even if you have been taking them for years or just thinking about adding them now to your vitamin regimen. We'll start with what they actually are. According to the National Institute of Health's National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, they say, quote, probiotics are live microorganisms that are intended to have health benefits when consumed or applied to the body. They can be found in yogurt and other fermented foods, dietary supplements, and beauty products, unquote. Said, go, they go on to say that, quote, although people often think of bacteria and other microorganisms, such as yeast, as harmful germs, many are actually helpful. Some bacteria help digest food, destroy disease-causing cells, or produce vitamins. Many of the microorganisms in probiotic products are the same as or similar to microorganisms that naturally live in our bodies, unquote. As with most supplements, it's also helpful if you can get those probiotics through your food, but sometimes your system is a little out of balance and so taking a supplement can help get you back on track you'll pardon the pun, as probiotics are good for getting and keeping you regular. But it is also something that you need to think about is that sometimes in order to get the numbers of microorganisms that are in the supplements, you need to eat a lot of food, which isn't always practical. In addition to the foods that I mentioned already, probiotics can also be found in buttermilk, sauerkraut, miso, pickles, as well as some cheeses, and a few other foods. Probiotics and probiotics, the bacteria, are actually identified firstly using their genus or group, something like Lactobacillus or Bifidobacterium, both of which you're probably familiar with because those are the most common types of probiotics. Then the next part of the name that you'll see on a bottle is their species, for instance, Infantis. And lastly will be their strain, which often is a number, something like 35624. Probiotic supplements can be a single strain, 
or multiples. It all depends on what they are wanting, what you are wanting them to do and or strengthen. So probiotics are used to ease and support problems in the digestive system primarily. Issues like constipation, diarrhea, and IBS in the intestinal tract. Although they are also used by a lot of women to help maintain the balance of their vaginal microflora, which can very easily get out of balance from bacterial yeast and urinary tract infections. There has also been some really promising research over the years for the treatment of ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, H. pylori, which is the cause of ulcers, recurrence of bladder cancer, and eczema in children. Those other ones are not in children, (laughs) just the eczema is. So some other names related to probiotics that you probably should know about are prebiotics and synbiotics. Prebiotics are, quote, non-digestible food components that selectively stimulate the growth or activity of desirable microorganisms, unquote. In other words, they're there to feed the probiotics in your system. They also can help to strengthen your gut health and reduce inflammation. And most fruits, vegetables, and whole grains have prebiotics in them. Some examples are onions, garlic, bananas, apples, and whole oats. Although I believe there are also some wheat products as well. Synbiotics, which is S-Y-N, biotics, combine the probiotics and the prebiotics into one product. And I'm sure that you've all seen some of those on the shelf or online when you go to some of those online supplement companies. Synbiotics can be helpful if you don't eat a healthy diet already and or you want to let the supplements decide the best combination of pro and prebiotics. If you're looking for general good health, then a broad spectrum probiotic is probably the best way to go. If you're trying to get certain benefits or results from adding probiotics to your health regime, then you should do some research and identify the probiotic and possibly prebiotic that would be best for you. And you can, one of the ways you can do that is to talk to your doctor or acupuncturist or whoever it is that you are working with, if you are working with someone, about a particular issue. Probiotics are measured in CFUs. That stands for colony forming units. And the number on the bottle is the minimum number of CFUs guaranteed to still be alive at the expiration date before and up to the expiration date. Many of the probiotics available also require refrigeration after opening. And you should see that on the label. Also be sure that you take it all well before the expiration date. If you're on any kind of medication, you should probably talk to your doctor and or pharmacist to make sure that it's okay to take pro and or prebiotics as they can interact negatively with some medications. For instance, we're usually told to not take probiotics at the same time as antibiotics. Notice the similarity in names because they thought that the probiotics would negate the antibiotics. Now it seems that quite a few people are suggesting that it might help the yeast overgrowth that can happen, especially for women and other symptoms like diarrhea and upset digestion that tends to happen when you're on antibiotics. 
And that's because one of the things that the antibiotics do is they kill all of the bacteria, good and bad. Interestingly, I also saw a couple of tests where people who did take probiotics had problems getting their microbiome flora back to where it was before the course of antibiotics. Whereas those who didn't take probiotics at the same time had their flora return right after finishing the antibiotics. So a lot of it is that there's still so much more to learn and people are working on it. So hopefully we will see some things coming out in the near future. But in the meantime, back to just the probiotics. You should follow the instructions on the label for storing, for example, in the fridge and dosing, which is how much you should take and when. And once you start taking probiotics, and assuming you're feeling well or better on them, you can continue taking them regularly, or you should continue taking them regularly, as they will only survive in your gut for a week or two at the most. Probiotics are not really a one and done kind of supplement. It's something that needs to be kept up and you need to keep that amount of them in your system at a particular level. Following on from that, they're not usually something that if you're having a health issue that you're hoping it will help with, will make you feel better as soon as you start. A lot of times it takes up to three to four weeks after you actually start taking them to actually see some kind of change or improvement. So always remember to be patient in those circumstances. It's not an overnight miracle cure. If you're thinking about taking probiotics for an issue where you are under a doctor's care, it would probably be good to ask your doctor for his or her input and advice before you start taking the supplement. So that's it for this week's podcast, all about probiotics, as well as a little bit thrown in about prebiotics and antibiotics. If you have any comments about the probiotics, or if you take them and, and are having a good experience or a bad experience, I would love to hear about that. Let me know in the comments or go to my website and comment or send me an email. You can also get a hold of me on, as the usual places, YouTube and Apple and Stitcher and so on and so forth. Okay, I do need to say that I am not a doctor and what I am talking about is not to be construed as medical advice. And as I said earlier in this podcast, if you have any sorts of medical issues, including anything that you're thinking about taking the probiotics with, for sure go and talk to your doctor first. And that would be your best course of action. If you are having an emergency, please go to the emergency room. We all want everyone who's part of our community here to stay healthy. I will look forward to talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.